listening to the 52 podcast. Right? Listen to me. It's levels. And so the first level to success in the classroom, the first level to success in school, the first level to success in sports, the first level to success in life. Listen to me, the very first level, the very first level is you seeing it. Like it's clear to you. Like you know exactly, exactly what you want. You know exactly when you want it. Listen to me. You know exactly what it tastes like. You know what it looks like. You know what it smells like. Like before you really blow up, blow up, and you get success, like you literally have it in the palm of your hand without having it. I can't explain it to you guys. It's crazy. But when the video was blowing up, long before I started doing first class, I could feel it. Long before the money came in, I could feel like this is it. No, I'm not. I'm serious, guys. You got to know what it looks like, tastes like, feel like. Because you don't, you're going to compromise. And the thing I love about Kobe Bryant, at 18 years old, Kobe knew what it looked like. Kobe knew what it tasted like. Kobe knew what it felt like. And at 18 years old, Kobe said to the NBA, I ain't playing for them. You 18 years old. You about to make millions. How, how do you have the audacity to tell me you ain't going to play for the Charlotte Bobcats back in the day, the Hornets? He said, why? Because I know what it looked like, and that ain't what it looked like. As a kid, when I saw myself playing, what does your dream look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? Kobe said, when I dreamed of going to the NBA, it looked like gold. It looked like multiple championships. It looked like magic. It looked like Wilt Chamberlain. That's what my dream looked like. And guess what happened? 18 years old, they traded my man from the box. And can I tell you something? Kobe was, just, Kobe was smart. That's back in the day, and Kobe knew I can't, I can't play for them. It ain't nothing changed. Kobe knew exactly. Kobe would have probably had zero championships right now, fooling with the Bobcats. He knew. What did he know? He knew he wanted to be a champion. That organization didn't match his values. When I told you values, you think I'm playing. The reason why Kobe went where he went, because he knew that the Lakers, in terms of their value system, he knew that the Lakers were committed to winning championships. They will pay whatever it takes. They'll bring in whatever coach. They'll bring in whatever player. They'll do whatever it takes to be champions. I'm telling you, what does it look like? Because if you don't know what it looks like, don't expect it. People call me all the time. E.T., I know what you've been through, bro. I know you're feeling me, bro. I know you from the D like I'm from the D. You dropped out like I dropped out. I know you feeling me, E. E, I need $5,000 to get this thing off the... I said, what? You need how much? You, who, you, who gave me five grand when I was at Michigan State doing my program? I didn't get a... I didn't have no budget. But I didn't need a budget. I had a dream. I didn't need no help. The president never came and said to me, E.T., we're going to help your program for this institution blow up. The president never came, and I never quit. I never gave up. Why? Because it wasn't her dream in the first place to take care of a group of kids from the D. It was my dream. It was my goal. I don't expect you to do I don't expect you to believe in my dream like I believe in my dream. And the problem with some of y'all is you want somebody else to support your dream. It's yours. I don't owe you a dime. It's your dream. If you wanted to have it, get your butt up and make it happen. If you wanted to have it, rise and grind. If you wanted to have it, you won't have to do what I do, and that's get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. If you wanted to have it, that means you won't have to get home at 2.15 and get your butt up at 5 so you can get to Detroit by 6. 
That means you're going to have to speak to the chief and you're going to have to act like you got all the energy in the world. Why? Because this is my time. This is my moment. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Ain't no such thing as tomorrow. We only got today. I don't got, I ain't put, I ain't put my dream on nobody else. And I don't care what nobody think about my doggone dream. This ain't, you ain't, this ain't no, this ain't American Idol. I ain't got to put my dream before you. I don't need you to make my dream become a reality. I got a wife that's counting on me. I got a son that's counting on me. I got a daughter that's counting on me. And my dream, my dream is going to lie there. Wow. So you're going to wake up a little earlier this week? <laughs> wait, wait, waking up at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I'm used to like waking up. So you already know, I wake up early. I'm like a 5 a.m. riser is usually what I'm mm-hmm. going for, 4 o'clock. But 3 a.m. every day? Yeah. I can't say I do that every day. That's a different type of discipline. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> but um, yeah, 52 Podcasts. Today we are um, starting off our podcast binge with... Uh, us remembering the great Kobe Bryant. Great and late. Um, we are remembering the entity that he was. Yeah. The force that he was. Um, this last year went by pretty fast, man. Like It was I, very eventful, but even between the events, and some people say like it felt like it never ended. Like it, it's gone. Yeah, it was gone. Honestly, pretty quick. The longest part of it, the longest stretch, was being stuck at home for a lot of people. Yeah. But when you look at it, like how much happened, and we're in twenty twenty one, with the anniversary of Kobe's death, and Gigi and all the other passengers. But like, shoot, we're about to have a one year anniversary since Kobe hit America. Yeah, and then like, even though how long ago it was, I still feel like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. But things that happened after that feel like they were a million years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the Australia wildfires and yeah. the killer hornets <laughs> and all these different things. But yeah. it's like Kobe just like it still feels like it was just yesterday. Because it's such a large standpoint. As much as, granted, a continent slash country yeah. being caught on fire definitely hits hard. Um, the worries and risks that. 2020 presented yep. still are huge but when you equate that to someone that's impactful as influential as Kobe Bryant yeah it hits different it's like a huge figure larger than life figure an example a father figure yeah. leaving people's lives so yeah you're gonna remember that mm-hmm. a lot and it's gonna be distinctive you know we're gonna talk about this five years from now and still talk about the man yeah I mean, he's going down, bro, in mm-hmm. history. Ten years from now, oh, gonna, yeah. everybody's going to be talking about Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And obviously the most memorable thing about him outside of, you know, him being a father and NBA legend yeah, was his work ethic. Mm-hmm. And I know for us and I know for so many other people, we know what Kobe did for us when we talked about the Mamba mentality. Yeah. And even in this season, you know, of starting 52 and getting to this point, we talked, we mentioned him multiple times mm-hmm. um, in the podcast and talking about the, 
the way we just need to challenge ourselves, mm-hmm. how we need to put ourselves in positions to gain discipline. Um, and the famous story, you know, we mentioned it before of like, old dude going to the workout before the game and Kobe was already in there for like an hour already. Yeah. And he came in, put in like a two hour workout and then Kobe's still going, mm-hmm. you know, and sweat and going hard and they got a game in like an hour. Yeah. And then Kobe went and dropped 40, 50 points on him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dang, like, and him going up to Kobe, like, yo, bro, what's like, come on, bro. Like, how you do that? And Kobe's like, I was d- almost done with my workout. And then you came in there. Yeah. And I had to show you that you weren't going to outwork me. Mm-hmm. I'm the first one here and I'm the last one to leave. And it's like that mindset. It's going to be very, it's very hard to duplicate and it's very hard to match. But when you believe and try to embody the Mamba mentality, I feel like the losing rate is very small. It's yeah. the, the ratio is very wide mm-hmm. when it comes to failure because you no longer see things as out of reach. Yeah. You know, I, imagine how many people don't do things because they don't think they're attainable. Or they lack that confidence or the, the I would say courage or they, they just fear yeah. failure and they fear, well, I'm not good enough to do that. Yeah. And I think with the mob mentality, with that mindset, you know you're about it mm-hmm. because you put in the work for it. So it's like, I know my food's good because I cooked it and I tasted it and I've tried and I've done and done and done it and I've eaten other people's things. It's like where you can say the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. When they say practice makes perfect, it's not that perfection comes from practice. Yeah. It's that you practice so much, you learn what you're not good at. You maximize on that, perfect the errors that you need to. So when the game comes, yeah, you know where you're lacking and you know where you don't. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh shoot, I'm invincible. It's I know that scenario. So like Kobe knows where he should not have been. Yeah. Like if I was quartered in this situation, I shouldn't be in that situation. So he realizes that from the hours and hours of work he put in. Yeah. He's probably put more hours in practice than people have played mm-hmm. their careers. And then when it comes to game time, it's easy. It's second nature. It's like your, your hands are already, it's like a machine, you know? Um, like the same thing with worn out boots. You yeah. wear them out because it stretches out and then they get easier to walk in. Mm-hmm. When you're putting up that many shots before a game, yeah. it comes game time, you're, you're ready. You're, you're landing threes nonstop. And that mentality for a purpose of he's now passed a year, I think is the way we honor him yeah, and carry out the legacy that he's left for us yeah, um, as creatives, as people that in, who we inspired is how do we honor his death? Is, okay, cool. That's his mentality. That was his work ethic. Mm-hmm. Let me replicate that to the best of my ability. Let us yeah. put in 15 hour days like we did uh, on Friday. Let's come back on Monday. Let's put work on Sunday. Yeah. Every day we can and show people we're, no one's going to outwork us. And I think by doing that it's truly as much as he was an NBA player, I think he was so much more than that and mm-hmm. the fact that he just shows how how to get work done. Yeah. It's like ET. You don't you can't listen to people like that. And not want to run through a wall afterwards. Oh, yeah. I, I firmly believe I'm probably going to wake up at 3 a.m. tomorrow. Just because ETA said that. And I'm I mean, like, you got it. 
<laughs> like two hours less of what I'm normally sleeping. I'm like, yeah, I think I could do it. Like, it's just, you know what I'm saying? And like, even Kobe, like we, the reason we didn't play a Kobe motivational speech is because he doesn't have one that's less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Man goes hard on everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're not going to make a motivational speech that's, that's longer than mine. Puts yeah. in like 10 minutes. There's no like short, concise one of his because it's just so much that can, content. That can live up to the, to the man that he was. Yeah, he's a legend, you know? So because of, you know, in honor of Kobe, you know, just talking about the mama mentality, what, is, what do you feel is the issue when it comes to us as humans not thinking like that? Because it's like, it, we all should have that type of mentality, right? Mm. In, a, in a perfect world, you know, we, we've had this conversation all yeah. the time. You know, I don't believe in perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think anybody, can, anything could ever be perfect. Like, that's just from my mindset. Because yeah. I, I, if, if I don't, I feel like I'll get comfortable and mm-hmm. I'll kind of compromise on things. But I feel like something can always be better. Yeah. Something can always be worked on. And why is it that it's so one of a kind for us to believe in ourselves mm-hmm. and to see things as attainable. You know, so many people make excuses for things. Yeah. You know, and it drives me nuts. Like, there's so many talented people out there mm-hmm. who have so much content and they're so scared to drop it. Whether they're a musician, an artist, or, you know, whether they're somebody who wants to start on a book or they already finished the book, mm-hmm. they, they just haven't put it out. And it's, it's, it's like, why? You know what I mean? Like, it drives me nuts. Because well, I think it's, it's like a, it's a fear. It's a DNA thing. People don't like putting themselves yeah, but, in a position of weakness. But fear of what? It's a position of weakness. So when you expose yourself, it's the same thing with love, right? The reason why people are so afraid of getting in love is it's, it's a place of vulnerability. So the moment I start talking about what's happened to me in the past, or I let out an autobiography, or even what you did with the New York Post, that is a moment of you being vulnerable exposing how you feel, um, speaking your truth and speaking your mind. In those moments, you leave the uh, ability for others to critique you. And a lot of people, it's just built in. It's, it's, it's natural instinct. So obviously, if you go back when there's hunters and gatherers, they're not worried about public opinion. But if they put themselves in a position where they're exposed, they could be killed, yeah. hunted and such. So it's, it's similar to that in a social pariah type mm-hmm. of way is the same reason why talent shows were so weird for kids to tr- try to do because that's a moment where you're going to expose yourself and you might be the best break dancer in the world but if you get up there you're like nah i shouldn't do it because mm-hmm. the fear of not being like the same thing if have you ever had that moment where you're in the car this is obviously before bluetooth but someone gives you someone's like who wants to play the music on the aux cord yeah and you're super self-conscious you're like you like your music you're mm-hmm. confident your music is good but you're super self-conscious so if someone doesn't say like no this song is amazing yeah. You're like, hey oh, man, what's the song? Whack music, bro. <laughs> nah, you can't be on the Oscar. Yeah, bro. and then they're like, yeah. that's like a fear. And that's a genuine fear. Like, if you don't like the music, I like, that must mean I'm lesser or something. And and that's the the more deep look at it. But it's it's a truth. So people are afraid of putting out their content because it's an extension of themselves. So if I make a graphic or a video mm-hmm. and I post it, and y'all are like, that was whack. I didn't like it that much. Even though you might be my friend, yeah. Even if you do maybe doing it in a loving way. Or you try to give me self-criticism. It's like, for a lot of people, it's like, dang. Yeah. But I worked so hard on that. Or I gave my heart. Does that mean I suck? Because that's the thing. It's like, if you put out a bunch of content and you tell me I Mm -hmm. suck in graphics, 
there's a great possibility I'm like, dang, I, I really yeah, should stop that, doing this. But that's when you're just you're you're creating for affirmation. Mm-hmm. You're not creating to be better. Correct. You know, like Kobe went to shoot all those threes before the game so he can make three pointers. Yeah. Not so he can hit buzzer beater buzzer beaters. Mm-hmm. Like that's why he did that. Like it wasn't for him to go hit the game winning shot. Mm-hmm. It was for all the shots that led up to a possible game winning shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we look we focus so much on the buzzer beater that we forget about all the shots that need to be made before you even get to that scenario. Mm-hmm. And so you're sitting here, sitting on all this content, not putting it out because you're scared somebody's gonna not gonna like it. When it's like you're what who are you creating for? Mm-hmm. Are you creating for your love of it? Or are you creating for affirmation and for people to pat you on the back? And it's like, bro, what's what are you like? Wh- why? You know what I'm saying? It drives me nuts because it's like, have confidence. And if you don't have confidence, okay, let's learn. You know what I mean? Let's let's find the formula. You know what I mean? I would never know how to make the perfect spaghetti recipe if I don't ever try to cook spaghetti. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I will never understand what my what my capabilities are if I don't put them to use. You know? Yeah. And it's like, so why are we living life out of fear? Um, we're, we we talked about it before, cutting the rope. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like living a life without fear. Yeah. Stop with the Plan B stuff and let's go out of here and let's and let's get it. But you not a lot of people mean? built like there's, there's a whole. So I think there's like even the idea of classic phrase settlers and explorers, right? But where does that come from? I think it could, S- settling. It, like who taught us that? I don't know. So it could be a bunch of things. It could be a self defense mechanism, but I think it comes from generations of people. That literally settled. Think like even look back in history when you I mean, like your history buff, right? Our parents. Yeah, our parents. A bunch of things. It's like it's, it's the same thing. If you told your parents, right, an idea, that's risky, a lot of times they're like, mm, why not do that? Or, and and there's valid reason to that. There's there's a reasoning to that, and I understand that reasoning. It's the same thing if I told mm-hmm. my mom, hey, I'm leaving Massachusetts and I'm going to Florida, or I'm leaving Massachusetts, and I'm going to uh, New York or Dallas. Yeah. To everyone else, why? Why would you do that? Why would you leave your comfort zone? Why would you leave what you know? But you already know people here. You already have, if you want to start a business, you have people that would be faithfully in your business here. Yeah. If you wanted to do church work, you have churches that you already connect, like all these things that definitely make sense, logically make sense. But it's it's that always that breaking point. There are some people that can pass that that level of comfort and go to what's on beyond. And that's why you don't have, not everyone's built to be a billionaire or, or an entrepreneur. I firmly believe that's it's a, a small percentage of people can withstand what ET does, what we do. Very little people can work 80 hours a week, 60 hours a week. Very little people. Mm-hmm. I know tons of people that work 40 hours a week and are dead, tired, exhausted, like literally body exhausted. And as long as they don't complain to me, I, have, I don't even care. Do you yeah. go home, watch Netflix, chill, and, and, and enjoy mind your business and mind your business, work your nine to five. It doesn't matter. Like there's nothing against that, but I've come to a realization because I used to get frustrated, so frustrated. I'm like, you guys have so much more and potential. Just some people aren't built for it. Like, but like it, yes, like people aren't built for it. But it's this is how I like to look at it: baby boomers, and then our parents. Mm-hmm. They. We were the last generation, like, obviously, there's, like, four years in between us. Yeah, but still. But, like, our generation, 90s babies, Mm -hmm. were, like, the first generation as a whole 
that started asking questions. Generations yeah. before us didn't ask questions. Mm. Go to college. If you don't go to college, you go work at a a plant, mm-hmm. a refinery if you're from Houston or whatever. Yeah. Go work at a plant, refinery, construction company, make your money, work there for 20, 25 years, and retire. Yeah, get your pension and, yeah. And then retire. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what was taught. Mm-hmm. Go to college, get a degree, work at a job, stay there, and retire. Mm-hmm. We were the first generation to start asking questions. Yeah. Do I have to do that? But what if I don't want to do that? I want to do this. No, it, it, we were the first ones that we no nobody could tell us anything, mm-hmm. and it, it annoyed our parents. Yeah, they're rebellious. Yeah, you're you're rebellious. You're doing this. Oh, there's no there's no money in that. There's no future in mm-hmm. that, and this, that, and the other. But literally, our generation paved the way for this new generation, which is why all these young kids are making millions of money off of social media because oh, yeah. we were the first generation to ask questions. To so go when they're, they're like, "Oh, you you're not built for it," it's like. Yeah, you may not be built for it, but you have the template. If you mm-hmm. want it, go get it. Correct. And it's like we we sit here and we're just like, oh, I just, I don't know. You know, like when I sit here and I talk to Nojo, I talk to these artists, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all want to blow up on social media? Um, do you know who Toby Nguigwe is? Mm-hmm. No. Follow him. <laughs> I don't, I never publicly take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how many people I put to- put on the Toby? Mm-hmm. It, I should get a cut of how much <laughs> money this man makes because of the amount of people I done put on mm-hmm. to Toby. Yeah. This man literally dropped a song every week on Sunday until he got on. Yep. Consistency. So when I'm sitting here talking to an artist, they're like, oh, man, I just don't know how I'm supposed to. The template is out there. Mm-hmm. Toby's recipe works. If you find a recipe that works, follow it. Follow it. If I look up a recipe for a dish online and I try and it's bomb, why would I look for another one? Exactly. I'm going to stick to the same thing. So if it worked for him, okay, do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to BS anybody. If you suck, you suck. You know, yeah. like if somebody tells you like, hey, I think you should try to find another venture on this. You know, there's a difference between somebody advising as a, a professional courtesy, yeah. like, hey, I don't think this is your thing, versus somebody who's just hating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Telling you can't do something, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's blah, a pipe blah, dream, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And you have to learn how to, like, differentiate the thing. Correct. Like, you got to look at them and figure out, all right, is this person hating or is this person really trying to help me? Exactly. And, and if you really pay attention, you can see the difference. It's noticeable. It's it's the way they say things. So it's it's one thing for me to say... Like, Brandon, that's trash. Another thing for me to say, hey, why don't you do this? Yeah. Have um, you ever thought about... Exactly. No, yeah. Um, if you look at it this way, and, and, and not saying that, like, you suck. Those are two different conversations, I think. And also saying, well, you're crazy to tr- try to think do that. I think the word crazy, when someone says you're crazy, that's when you know it's a hater. Because someone who says, like, out of a loving or a professional way, they'll say something like, you know, do you really see yourself? It's the same thing. I have a conversation with people and they're like, I want to do this. Uh, one of my uh, people that I used to t- help with in Boston is younger than me. He's probably like 18 now, uh, probably finishing up high school. And he was like, at the time, he said he wanted to do basketball professionally. And he's tall. I mean, he's not a short kid. 
but also he's not the best ball player. So it's just, it's just coming from someone who doesn't play basketball well. Me playing him and playing with us on the court, I'm like, you're not the best ball, basketball player because if you were, you'd be mopping everybody here. Mm-hmm. So when he said, I want to pursue a professional career and not go to college, I said, why don't you go to college, play college ball, and then if that, and study something in college, get you know, if, if you want to, and then you pursue it. And, he, and then he would bring up like these people, like Travis Scott. He goes, well, Travis Scott used his money that his parents sent him and did music. I'm like, cool. Do you make music? Well, I could. Do you make but music? do you? No. Cool. But I play basketball. Cool. Are you on varsity team? No. Th- that's your answer. You know, you're not on the varsity team. You have height. Sure. Don't get me wrong. But do yourself see yourself playing and why you're going into it also. Because also I can really tell, I think you can really tell someone's passion like Kobe. He was passionate about the game. Mm-hmm. He was passionate about his work ethic. Man, he could have golfed. He could have done whatever. And with his mentality, he did pretty well with it. But obviously you have to find your, what you're passionate about. Because if you're just work, you can work as hard as you want. I can work as hard as I want to be a singer. Yeah. But I'm not a singer. Trust me, you don't want me to sing on this mic. I'm better at talking on it, you know? <laughs> so even if I have the mom mentality in singing, it's not going to work out. So you find your passion, first off. And once you find your passion, like you're okay with doing this for the rest of your life, if that was the case, cool. Yeah. Then work like crazy on it. But some people are afraid to even find their passion because they're like, well, my passion won't pay, pay off. Well, that's why you are you looking for your passion or are you looking for money? And the same thing is like, if so you put enough... It's so frustrating because it's like, bro, oh, you know, that passion doesn't pay. And then you watch uh, HGTV. You watch that show and they do like the housing stuff. And the person says, I collect toothpicks. My budget's a million dollars. So I'm like, there's a, there's money out anywhere. Like we talked about this before. There's barbers that make $15,000 a cut. Yeah. Like you can make money off anything if you're good enough in it. And That's insane to me. I would never pay that much. <laughs> I know. You, you say you have $15, $20, man. Like, hey, I ain't paying more than $30 for a haircut. But I'm saying, like, if you want to hustle and grind in that way, there are people that do anything and make extreme amounts of money. Chefs, no matter what. And there are people that make little money on it. And it just depends on what your quality is, what your mm-hmm. reputation has been, and what your work ethic, ha- work ethic has been. Because yeah. if you put in the work, you deserve to be paid that much. I don't have the money to pay you. Yeah. But whoever can, if you're cutting Justin Bieber's hair and he's willing to pay you ten grand, yeah. by all means... Take that ten grand and be happy about it. Mm-hmm. But you grinded. You didn't just stumble upon that. Yeah, you worked for it. Exactly. I think at the end of the day, we have to be. I always say that. <laughs> at the end of the day. At the end of the um, day. <laughs> but seriously though, like we have to strive to be the undisputed champion at everything that we do. Yeah. You know, Drake said that in an interview. He's like, you have to want to be the be undisputed in whatever you do. Mm. You have to want to be the champ. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you are or not, but the mindset, what mindset does to a craft Mm -hmm. is beautiful. And when you view yourself as a goat, like all of us here at 52, we all call each other goats. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a room full of goats because we want people to, (laughs) like literally, like we want people to embody that title. Yeah. So whenever I do something, I do it in confidence because I'm the GOAT. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we're trying to, we're feeding lies to each other, but it's just, or just like, cockiness, no, yeah. we're calling out greatness. Like, mm-hmm. you are, you're the GOAT. You know yeah. what I mean? What people do 10, 15 years from now, we have the ability to paint the entire portrait 
exactly. the big mural that everybody follows. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To be able to form the layout that people will follow for 15, 20 years from now mm -hmm. on how to effectively start uh, a creative agency, how to effectively start um, a marketing firm or mm -hmm. anything of that nature, anything creativity, we want 52 to be the standard. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care where you come from. I don't care if you come from LA. I don't care if you come from New York. I don't care if you come from Atlanta. You will not, you will not outbeat us. No. Why? Because we're a room full of goats. Mm -hmm. Our mindset is different. You know, you know how many people come to us just because we think outside the box? Yeah. You know, we're not in the business of stealing people, but it's just like people gravitate towards what they gravitate towards, you know? Yeah, like, people like greatness. No people, one wants to join a sinking ship, but everyone wants to join that not one. not even just a sinking ship. They don't want to be around somebody that does their stuff the same as somebody else's. Mm. When you, everybody that we work with, every client that we have, their stuff won't look like another person's stuff. Yeah, it's unique. Everything is unique to that specific client. Mm -hmm. And people love to have their own greatness that nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And people gravitate towards that. That's why we've been able to be so successful because we think differently. Mm -hmm. Our mindset is different. It's on a different frequency. Yep. You know, 52 <laughs> is on a different frequency. And when you are able to change your mindset to think outside of the box, mm -hmm. not on what you can't do, but what you could do if you actually put your mind to it. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're not a great cook, take cooking classes. Exactly. You want to be the best baker? Okay, but you're a mediocre baker? That doesn't mean you can't be a great baker. Mm -hmm. Like, even your friend, like, you may not be the best basketball player. Go to some camps. Exactly. Take some, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's the Take idea. some one-on-one -on -one classes, you know what I mean? Be, it's, be if, if the mindset's there. That's that, that's the biggest thing. Because, it, like, Jordan didn't make his varsity basketball team. No, but a But his people. mindset, his mindset was, nah, I'm, I'm, I, all right, you don't want me on the team now, but I'll, I'll be back. Well, so that's the biggest thing. It's, it's, I think it all plays part is where there's talent, there's natural given talent, meets work ethic and drive. So it's LeBron like those kids and LeBron James. It's like if Kobe had all the talent in the world but didn't have his work ethic, he wouldn't be who he is. Yeah. And vice versa. I don't think also if he had the, the work ethic he has but he wasn't talented in basketball, he'd become who he is. There's a healthy in-between and passion. Um, but you can go great lengths on both alone. You can go great lengths on talent, but it can only get you so far. Mm -hmm. And you can go great lengths on drive and motivation. But it when only you, gets you so far. only gets you so far. But when you couple both and yeah. you find a passion that you have. Undisputed. Like, and you find that work ethic. Yeah. It's the, that's what the mama mentality is about, I think. It's being... Same thing he said to Kanye, which was funny and stuff. It was a funny ad, but it's like... Are you a different beast? No, are you, the, are you a different beast but the same animal? Yeah. That's what you're talking about. It's where you can still be the same person. And even though he left once he uh, retired in 2016, we still talked about the moment mentality. He still yeah. did ads about the moment mentality. He was still putting in work. Now he just wasn't wearing that. It's like we talk about we change hats. Mm -hmm. It's like today I'm CEO or today I'm this. Today I'm photographer. Cool. I'm going to give my best in photography. Shoot, you need graphics? All right, now I'm, I'm working in graphics. Oh, shoot, you need wardrobe design? All right, mm -hmm. let me put on this creative, you know, and that's the idea. It's not that you cannot work in any passion or anything. It's finding what you're passionate about. Yeah. Putting that mom mentality is you put on that hat, give it your all. You take off the hat, give your all somewhere else.
What the f does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome. What the f is he talking about?